Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. to Kentucky Roll Call. It's Tuesday, July 11th, here on the Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Kalen, and that's the sports soccer. Oh, what's up, what's up, what's up? I left my headphones at home, so Roush is going to bring us in from the breaks today since I can't hear the music. Uh, both pairs of headphones usually have a backup pair as well, but they oh. are both at the house. I think one may be at the office, one at the house. But regardless, don't have either. Don't have either. So Roush is going to, anytime we come back from a commercial break today, it's going to be old Roushy boy bringing you in. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Tuesday, July 7th, or July 7th, July 11th, 2023. Trying to go back in time. I'm not. I'm trying to go future. I'm trying to get through July. I'm trying to get through the summer. Uh, although the UK basketball this week is going to be a real nice treat, Clark. Roush, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Still, um, I, I cut, cut the grass last night. Nice. Uh, did some laundry. So we're uh, we're getting back to normal. But, you know, coming back from vacation, it's just, uh, I think I can. I think I can. Mm-hmm. All, almost all the way to normal. I think I'll be there. You know, the voice is still a little shoddy. Still sleeping Need as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's never enough. Uh, but I think I think we'll get back by the time the cats are back. That's good to hear. And then you can just lose your voice again, screaming at meaningless basketball for the global gym. I'm really the Thursday night game is just I don't. I'm so confused. Ha- having the 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 just the tape delay dynamic, I just haven't. I want to get the boys together and we all just sit around the radio and listen to the game like it's 1920. It's like, oh, darn it, DJ. <laughs> See, and I've done – at the old Roush Lake House back in college, I remember listening to some SEC tournament you know, uh-huh. during spring break. Sure. Um, we were broke, so that was our spring break. was just hanging out the lake. It was fine to listen to it down there, right? You're just kind of drinking a couple casuals. You're outside. It's real nice. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, especially with our jobs, you, you want to have takes – Really hard to have takes if you're listening on the radio. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is. Really Again, hard to... You just got to take old Leach for his word. Right, like, right. Yeah, no, Dillingham I... really overled him on the pass there. Well, if Birch would have ran faster, right. yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. We, we've got no idea. No clue. So I'll probably listen live 
via radio, then record it. Doubt I'll stay up till midnight, but probably wake up before the radio watch show. It. Watch yeah. it again with the with all the spoilies being there. It would be nice to be able to put a vision to the to Leach's words. You'll watch it at two thirty in the morning. Don't lie. I'd, probably when I wake up for the first time. Although I've been doing a better job sleeping through the night, which nice. has been uh, not perfect, but more more nights lately than not, which is a total rarity for me. So I'm, I'm just so no complaints fascinated here. by this. Like, I mean, will, will we be able to find some sort of cracked live stream? You know, like the kind of on NFL Sundays when you got to get your one specific NFL game. Will that be around? Will people be live tweeting yeah, the like radio? Will they be Dylan tweeting ba- the the replay? Will like, Dylan Ballard do like a you know do a spaces or something out? Or I guess spaces isn't video. Will he just record the game live stream it somehow? So Big I mean, Blue no, Drew. But I don't think you can. I think if you're a member of the media, you'll get in trouble if you. Oh yeah. Somebody's going to be live streaming it. You bet your sweet bottom dollar. That's going to be like you can listen to the call or. Jack in the stands, not that probably a bad comparison because there's a media member, Jack Pilgrim. <laughs> right, right, but right. Old Scotty Bollinger in the stands is filming the game. Go to his Twitter account. Here, here, here. He's not a media member. He's just a fan. And we go to old Scotty Bollinger's Twitter account. It's pixelated. <laughs> it's all horrible. Yeah, it's it very out. shaky. Yeah. Uh, he forgets that he's streaming live to like 3,000 people. He has a conversation with his wife about. Uh, their problems in the bedroom. It'll be fun, though. We'll have a good time with it. Uh, that is the Thursday night game against Canada. They'll tip the all the action off tomorrow at 1.30 against Scoots' homeland of Germany. Yeah. Who are you rooting for there, Scoots? Uh, I'm probably going to root for USA in this situation. I, I don't think that Germany has a strong basketball heritage, so I don't feel an obligation to cheer for wow. Germany. Wow. Yeah. So you're just a bandwagoner is what you're saying. Well, no, I mean, in soccer, I feel like the history's all there with Germany, and and I feel like that's the right thing to do. And my soccer fanhood is cheer for Germany. But basketball, there, I mean, what what have we got? Dirk Nowitzki from Germany? That's it, right? Can you think? Oh, Dennis Schroeder, I guess. I can't think of many NBA players, though, that are of German descent. Schroeder's German? Yeah. Does that not sound German to you? Schroeder? I mean, it does, but I he's German. I hadn't thought of it. He's you didn't German. think that that was German? I mean, I, did, I just didn't know. <laughs> had no idea. I feel like there's other German players, although at the top of my head, I can't. Yeah, that's the only two I could think of. Can't, can't think of any right now, although I think we're missing a pretty big one, and I can. it's really bugging me now. Uh, we'll move past it, but you'll be che- cheering for the Cats. Yeah, for you sure. Didn't, you didn't tell us that you were uh, doing the old Rutherford show yesterday. I wanted it to be a surprise. It was a surprise, and you turned on your you turned on your radio and found me, and you were like, Whoa. "Yeah, but you probably could have gotten a lot of KRC listeners." Yeah, to tune you in know, to I was your old scoots. I was gonna mention it at the end of the show yesterday. Hey, by the way, guys, but I figured, ah, oh, we'd figure it out. So, if you're interested in hearing more scoots, I'll be on Rutherford Wednesday through Friday. Whoa! Rest, wow. I thought you were only doing yesterday. No, I'm doing Wednesday through Friday. I thought they said P Diddy was going to be got doing a, the rest. I got of the me week. a 40 hour radio week. I don't think I've ever worked 40 hours in radio wow. land. So real exciting. Wow, real full time job. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, that's exciting. So not today, but the rest of the week you'll be doing Rutherford. Did you have fun Correct. doing Rutherford yesterday? I did. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. I, I wasn't. I didn't go in worried about the three hour time constraint thing, or not t- time constraint. The, just the length of that show is so long. But yeah, it went out pretty fast yesterday. We had a lot to talk about in regards to Louisville stuff. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's, uh, I got it, called it, a Louisville hater on the text line. That was that was a good time. No, yeah, they're they're a sensitive bunch. U of L fans for the most part. If it's just not 
butt slapping. Yeah. They don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want it at all. Roush, you cut the grass yesterday. Uh, getting back into the the swing of things. You're dressed up nicely today. What do you have going on today? Uh, n- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> we we did bring back the KSR football podcast though. So I had to shave my face and kind of look presentable, right? Because it's everything's on video. So the shirt, wore the shirt during the podcast. Like, you know what? I got to just roll it over and make it Tuesday a shirt day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, good feel, good play, good pay, good, that sort of thing. You didn't want to waste the polo on just a few minutes. Exactly. Uh Exactly. Makes sense. Uh, But um, do need to... What's the difference between the KSR football podcast and 11 personnel? Uh, Freddie and Drew. Are in that one, and uh, essentially, can you say that that one's like a little sillier for yes. the most part? Well, where well, eleven personnel is more eleven personnel talk. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. we're um, in the way that we're like. What I've learned too is ha- uh, since we brought Stephen Peak on the YouTube algorithm, it's very fickle. So essentially, we were like, okay, this is kind of what we used to do when it was just old podcast land. Well, in YouTube land, we kind of cannibalized our own listenership by the way that we formatted things. Oh. So, uh, but but essentially, uh, our, our and I don't think we've shared this before, and I don't know, it's on concrete, but that'll be like a Monday night thing. Luck It Now will be a Wednesday sort of uh, preview of the weekend during the season, kind of look ahead to the opponent, get you ready for that. Whereas the football podcast will be more of a recap. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to do just a kind of a Thursday random college football. Like everybody just kind of, all right, everybody gets one thing you get to talk about from college football this weekend. Whether it's you're going to hammer this bet, you think this game is awesome. I think that's kind of the approach we're going to go about it too. No, that'll be fun. To not just, you know, do the same show three different times. That makes sense. You know, well, that'll that'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm um, – I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Um, I noticed too, TJ. You've got a DC weekend getaway. Yeah the 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 wife and I we are we it's the five year wedding anniversary and ten year dating anniversary. So we've been wanting to do a trip, and it's just kind of been a little bit of a headache planning. We were going to try to do Key West, and then we kind of threw around a few other cities, and then we kind of fi- trying to figure out what we wanted out of a vacation or weekend getaway rather. Um, do we just want to sit around and do nothing? Do we want to like be active, move around, do that sort of stuff? And we kind of came, we, we don't, we're not really picky. I, we're just trying to figure out how like to do something fun while also not maybe trying to break the bank in the, in the process as well. And then weighing the options of like not having a kid. Do we want to just sit around and do nothing? We, we have just like gone ba- back and forth yeah. a million times on what we've wanted to do but I, at the at the moment and we've actually booked the stuff so i think it's probably going to happen but next month i think we're going to go to dc and the reason that we you may think like a week a weekend away from the kids wouldn't you want to just sit around on a beach and not do anything yeah yeah potentially that doesn't sound terrible but also like, like beach vacation is the perfect place for kids too you're probably th- that's kind of what our thinking yeah. is that like when you're at a beach that may be the time to take a kid because you can just, you don't, you're not sightseeing. You're not yeah. like, you don't need to go do stuff. You just have the beach, you have the pool, you have the ocean. And like the kid between those three different things should be entertained enough. So we were like, let's do something where we don't have to drag around a stroller or a wagon or, you know, worry about like, oh, we got to stop now because baby's got to eat or baby's got to nap. 
Um, so we wanted to do something that we both haven't haven't been to D.C. in a very, very long time. Uh, I don't know if the wife has ever been there. Direct flight. An easy flight, yep. too. Uh, not the most expensive hotels. A lot of the stuff to do in D.C. is cheap or just flat out free. Um, so we're going to we're gonna do D.C. together, do all the museums, hit I, that up next month. I had a buddy who went to D.C. recently. You all find this funnier than I probably did, but I thought it was pretty clever. He said uh, he posted his pictures of it, and he said, D.C. was cool, but I'm still a Marvel guy. hey I was like, that's pretty good, Captain. This, this is pretty good. I've always um, – we have a wedding in northern Virginia, and I think this fall, I think we're going to get a day early just to do a little – Little sightseeing, and I've hit up. Like I've I've been to most of the places. Um, for whatever reason, Arlington Cemetery I always thought was kind of the coolest. I don't. I know it's. I, so I've been. I've went. Uh, last time I went to D.C. I think it was like oh six oh seven. I was with my dad and my brother and my grandma. We went to D.C. for I think a day or two. Drove up to New York, which was about a three hour drive. Stayed in New York for an evening, and then drove to Boston, three hour drive. And we did Boston for a couple days. Uh, and it was an awesome trip, and we had a lot of fun. But I haven't, like, I've done Arlington. I've done some of the main, I've done Ford Theater. I've done that stuff, but it's been so long. It's almost been coming up on 20 years, not in a, in a few years, that, like, I'm, I want to do those things again. I want to do it as, like, you know, an adult and see that stuff again. Um, and secondly, you know, you're only at that stuff for an hour for the most part, give right, or take. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's worth doing it again. So Arlington for sure. Fourth theater, probably, uh, probably I, will go there. I want to, uh, when, when we do this, I think it'll be a see the monuments at night sort of deal because they're really cool at night. Are um, they? Yeah. So yeah, um, that's news to me. Like, um, especially like the Korean war one, it looks, you feel more like you're in it, right? Because they have kind of the the shadows and the stuff. shadows is low overhanging nearby, and because um, I think I was there for it at night the last time I was there, which was like 2010, like you said, mm-hmm. um, in the Pearl Harbor or not the Pearl Harbor one, but the World War II one is very cool as well. All the fountains, all the water. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll probably plan on doing doing that stuff. I did the Holocaust Museum when we did. I'd like to do that again, just because I was I don't know like 14 or 15 and I left that place and I was like oh my like I this is a weird feeling I've never <laughs> really felt before uh and I'd like to probably just check it out again as an adult and see if I get those same I'm sure I probably will probably worse are I they bet. still working on the Washington monument I think they're done they're done yeah that seemed like it went on for years the um re- can, you, can you go up in it now that I don't know I know you used to be able to but I'm not Trevor said he went up in it really yeah I'm um I I I think the uh the new African American History Museum which is only like a couple of years old. I bet that would be an enlightening experience. On the old Twitter, a lot of people said African American History Museum is one of the best museums in DC. So we'll probably do that, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Nationals aren't in town, the Orioles are, but I doubt we're going to make the the drive over to to Baltimore to see them play, so it probably won't be any sports things much to my wife's pleasure, I'm sure. Uh, but probably just going to eat, hopefully, good food, walk a bunch, check out stuff, and then Ooh, just you, get a break, get a, the first uh, vacation away from the baby. Have you ever did Mount Vernon? Vernon? No, that's on there. Like you, you you would like it a lot because it's I very... Follow, I follow them on social media stuff, so I've, I feel like I've you, kind of been there, but yeah. is that far from... How far from D.C. is that? That I don't remember. Um 
But because like when we would go up there with family, my my dad's best friend lived, you know, 45 minutes, an hour outside of town. So we were driving quite a bit whenever we did our stuff. But it's just not only do you have the, it's the grounds around it, right? Like you get a good feel of like, oh, so this is how the the rich people lived back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, in the, what's the national, there's one of the national treasure movies where they go there. And it's, you have like the little tunnels that shoot out to the river. I mean, you can go through some of those because that's where his, uh, he's buried in Mount Vernon, I believe. So pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah. I I would love to. I've just, it's about 45 minutes away. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a car or a rental car. I think we're just going to get dropped off in the city and just either Uber or there's uh, the Metro. Everybody told me about the Metro. Oh, I've done the Metro. We can do the Metro. Is the Metro scary? Is it? Do I need to worry about crime in D.C.? No, Metro is cool. What people have told me is just make sure you are in well-lit areas and don't end up in in bad parts of town after dark. Uh, Don't really know what that means. By the way, TJ. I don't know the bad parts of town. People also said to go to Georgetown. Some people said to see the exorcist steps at George, Georgetown. That that seems like that wouldn't be the coolest thing in the world. Just a heads up. You can go in the Washington Monument. Okay. But you have to book a reservation, and it's going to cost you a dollar. So not yeah, sure a lot of the stuff there the is like a dollar to do. Yeah. A lot of the museums <laughs> are a dollar. So it's a dollar to go up in there? Well, a dollar to book your reservation. Okay. So you, it's, it's free to go in, but you have to pay a dollar to book your reservation. Gotcha. Well, uh, I would like to do the Washington Monument. We did the Bunker Hill Monument when we went to... to. Do they have an elevator in the Washington Monument? That's a great question. I know there's the Bunker Hill one you had to climb. Yesterday they posted about their AC being out, so... It was pretty wild, the Bunker Hill one, if anybody's ever done it. It's the monument they have on top of Bunker Hill, Breed's Hill. And it is super narrow stairways. Like, if somebody's coming down and somebody's coming up, somebody literally has to, like, get pinned up against the wall so the other people can pin up against the wall on the other side and you have to do like a shimmy as you pass each other and when we went up there we got stuck behind this like fraternity that i guess was doing some sort of like hazing for their pledges yeah um the pledges i had to race up there which was the dumbest thing in the world to try to make people like run and have to go up that quickly because it was just a total and complete nightmare. So, no, I'm excited about it. should be fun. If you've got any other recommendations, hit up the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I also like going in the old houses. You see how tiny the beds are? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, wow, people were short. Yeah. 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 Shorties. Yeah, when we were like in Salem and, and Boston and some historical places in New England, you go into some of those old houses that are preserved from like early 18th century and even late like 17th century and their beds are just ropes and it's like they'd have ropes for their support and then they'd put feathers on top of these ropes and that's how they'd sleep and the bed would be like five feet long and if they were bigger than that your feet would hang over the edge it was like oh my goodness gracious Hey, the hoops we jumped through for a good night's sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no wonder they weren't so, like, you know, there wasn't much of a social life back then. Everybody was probably just miserable trying to get through their day-to-day knowing that they were going home sleeping on ropes. The Across from Ford Theater is pretty cool, where Lincoln died. Have you been there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I thought we went in there, but, you know, it's been a long time. There are... Just the the sheer amount of sights to see there. A lot of history in yeah, that city. Yeah, weird, right? I know. Yeah. It's funny. Funny how that works out. Uh, the other place where I've seen a lot of old stuff, uh, Colonial Williamsburg. 
which was one of those things that See, I, I'd love to go there too. I, I went as a, a like a fourteen year old, give or take. So right at the point where I think I thought it was cool, but at the same time I was like, eh. But still, kind of neat. Kind of neat to see how they lived back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Your buddy Gus went to William and Mary. Uh, we never went to visit him at Williamsburg, but sometimes I wish that I would have. Uh, I think when like our kids get older. I'll probably take like a go to Virginia. We'll do DC again. You know, this will probably be in like 12 to 15 years, somewhere in that ballpark. We'll do DC. We'll hopefully do Williamsburg. I've never done Gettysburg. I'd like to do Gettysburg as well. Mm-hmm. I've never even gone. I've, I've driven through Philly, but I've, and I've flown into Philly, but I've never actually never done, done any. Done the thing. N- never yeah. done Philly. I'd like to do that as well. Uh, there's a lot to do on that that side of the country, that little region there, the, the House the of Mid-Atlantic. Burgesses in Virginia. That's a cool building. Ooh, I didn't know what that is. It was the uh, first. Uh, I think it's like the first state house in America. I just googled it. It's a very pretty looking building. Cool. Man, they used to make buildings so much cooler back in the day. What the well, hell has happened? So boring. Though. I know. Now yeah. things like even like the cool looking buildings still just aren't. Um, maybe I'm just a fan of like the colonial old style necessarily, but uh, all right. Well, that's a uh, vacation talk. That's a uh, in over a month, so I'll be sure to give folks a heads up as we get closer. But feel free to hit up the Thornton's text lines with any recommendations or anything to do or just anything on your mind. We have to finish up the text line from yesterday. We've already got plenty of text into the text line today, and you need to get into a Thornton's today. They're all over Louisville. They've got delicious breakfast sandwiches, fresh donuts every morning, fresh fruit if you're trying to eat something a little healthier. They've got great fruit options there. They've even got fruit in cups as well, so you can drive and, you know, kind of at a stoplight, pick over into the cup and eat your fruit. Thornton's has it all, and they want to save you five cents on every gallon at the pump if you're a Refreshing Rewards member at Thornton's. And text on in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, how do you want to tease this this first break? Well. Because there's plenty to get to. we got more Bob Huggins to talk. I mean, I've got a lot written down on today's show. we got, the, um, sadly, more Bob Huggins to talk about. I'm more fascinated by what happened in Evanston. Uh, because we've got a coaching North, search. And we, and we didn't bring 10. that up yesterday at yeah. all. Uh, we need to do that. We could chat about the Home Run Derby, but admittedly I did not watch a second of it, which I normally do. Mm. I do like it. but you missed out. I, I was, I was pulling weeds out. last night. <laughs> I, was, I was pulling weeds till it basically got dark, and then I was like, well, it's 9 o'clock, and I'm ready for bed. And I did exactly that. But uh, I was following along on Twitter a little bit. Scooch, you didn't win your bet, sadly. I did not. No, so I actually placed two bets. I placed oh, a bet on Julio Rodriguez. Jeez, oh, Pete. Rodriguez. I don't know why it came out like that. And then um, I bet on Vladdy as well. So Vladdy ended up winning an, an exciting finish. Man, it was so exciting. You, well, mi- you missed it. You can tell us all about <laughs> it. <laughs> She's just going to give us a pitch-by-pitch, crack-of-the-bat-by-crack-of-the-bat recount of last night's Home Run Derby when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Uh, uh, 
Welcome back in. Kentucky Roll Call. The Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen, TJ Walker, hanging out with you. You can hang out with us by texting the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. You text it in. We read it on the show. A lot to get to here. Lots to get to. Lots to get to. Let's talk about what's going on at Northwestern because – Will that have any impact on UK? Probably not on the intermediate, but you never. Can you? I'm hopeful that can, it does. Can, though. can people leave Northwestern? Anybody want to come play I, for UK? I, I'm thinking less. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be immediate impact. I don't think there's anybody on that one and eleven roster from last year that UK would want. But I, I'm thinking more down the line from like coaching search standpoint. Go get one of the Ohio State or Michigan's recruiters, like Sharon Moore. Oh, no, you get Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach, to go to Northwestern. Oh, why don't you bring Clink with you, too? Mm. Like, let's let's get all those guys out of Michigan, or yeah. or let's get Brian Hartline out of Ohio State. Let's just get, just get them out of there. Get them out of there. Go to Northwestern. That would be nice. Um, I've heard some, you know, uh, I, it's it's so early in the process, and this is such a weird time that a lot of people are just kind of talking out of their, their butts, you know, like just mm-hmm. throwing names out. But it is definitely a shock because Pat Fitzgerald was – he is Northwestern football. Yeah. One of the longest tenure coaches in college football. He was an uh, All-American for the Wildcats in 1995, helped him go to a Rose Bowl, for crying out loud. Like Northwestern played in a Rose Bowl with him as their best player. That's pretty wild. Then he took them – he made them a quality football team. I mean, they won two Big Ten Wests in a four-year stretch – that Kentucky was unfortunately a part of uh, from uh, 16 to 19, something like that. They won 36 games, had two 10-win seasons. And then even during the COVID year where they only played nine games, they were 7-2. and two. But for the last two years, they only won four games. And when hazing allegations came out, they were much – when you're not doing well, they're much less quick to try to keep you around. Um, and I think initially – TJ, this these these were all reports too from the initial reports at least were from the Northwestern Daily, the student newspaper there, and the initial hazing stuff. You're like, okay, this sounds pretty bad, um, but it, it turns out that that was just like the beginning, right? And it felt like once one person came out, they didn't even like they were all players that didn't want to put their name on it. Uh, but once that started happening and people started doing some digging, I think the one that got real bad was the um, – his last name was Diaz. He played in Northwestern yeah. 06 to 08 and said he has PTSD from the racism he encountered from the coaching staff. And it wasn't like, you know – there was some overt stuff, right? But basically said just the culture there allowed it to be a constant something you dealt with. And even though that was 15 years ago, it probably hasn't been completely, you know, that culture is probably still there. Just as an example, Diaz, obviously, I don't know Diaz at all. That was his last name, but would seem to be of like Hispanic descent. Yep. Uh, just said he got a lot of jokes about you know, why not? Why didn't you play soccer? And, yeah. you know, do you know how to clean your room better than most? And just stuff that uh, an adult shouldn't be saying to a kid. Right. Um, if it's like players and players saying stuff to one another, you could potentially chalk it up to being naive immature, ignorant, some of that stuff, learning experiences. 
But when you have grown adults doing it, that, that, that can be, you know, and the adult probably didn't, and that's the, that's part of the bigger issues. The adult probably doesn't think he's doing anything wrong, just making some fun jokes with people, but not really knowing how it impacts, how it impacts folks. Yeah. That, so the, it was the hazing stuff and that's when it seemed like Fitzgerald was going to survive. There was a, a suspension involved and then right. maybe there wasn't going to be a suspension involved and you weren't really sure it was going to go, but it seemed like the more digging they did into it and the student papers, journalism, once the racism aspects started to, uh, there was an African American that said you just couldn't have any sort of African American culture at Northwestern. Yeah, you could watch your blackness show, right? Yeah, was I think that was his, that, that his exact quote well, there. The other part too they, that was that tipped it over. Yeah. That went from like hazing to like okay, this there's a culture of hazing and racism. Then we're just going to go in a different direction. Well, and especially like when you read the hazing stuff, all of it sounds weird. But I bet you would think a lot of stuff like that sounds weird you know in any locker room sort of situation you know like uh, well i'm a survivor of a hazing culture at uk um we got in trouble for hazing it was my class and then eventually got kicked off campus because we had an on-campus party but because of that and then the hazing incident we were given the boot so if you have any questions for somebody that's been hazed before i'm an open book so um elephant walk wasn't so bad Car wash. <laughs> we did do a car wash. Uh, that was. A- <laughs> I mean, the 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 naked slip and slides, to, like stuff. You're like, I, I mean, what? Uh, who amongst us hasn't had a dumb locker room? Like, yeah, let's 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 put some soap on the floor and watch people eat it. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. And I didn't play football. Um, at like football, or basketball, little, yeah. but I heard some stories yeah, like, in those you know. locker rooms that you probably don't want to get out. But I will say this: we for, for for the fraternity, we had about like I don't know twenty five dudes, give or take, you know, five guys, um, and we all had to stay in like one room at. And you stayed at the six pack, so we all had to live in one room at the six pack. Which those rooms were decent size; they were much better than the size of a dorm yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were crappy, but they were bigger. I mean, we so, had like a sectional and bunk yeah, beds you'd have bunk like beds, couch, kind of you'd have thing. like a little yeah. kitchen area in one of the corners and right, stuff like right. that. So they just took a totally empty room where nobody was living in, and they were like, "All right, all twenty-five of you all get your sleeping bags. This is where you all are going to be sleeping for the next five nights." And that sucked, especially for somebody like me that like wants to be able to have their space and be able to fall asleep when they need to fall asleep. Uh, but you know, I think we had dinner or whatnot. And they were like, "All right, go to your all's room. We're gonna do showers. I know this is kind of a weird setup, but what we're gonna do is like base in the showers at the fraternity. I don't know what like six shower heads kind of spread out amongst each yeah, other, I, four I, somewhere I like think, that. I think." At one point, we could have had ten, but the they were half exactly. were broken. Yeah, you know, think of like a lot, like a football locker room shower or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, what we're gonna do is just, you know, we're gonna send about four or five of you at a time. They're gonna be quick, but you know, you're gonna get about four or five minutes shower. We've already got all your toiletries in there. You guys are gonna be fine. So line up, and we're gonna send, you know, again four or five, five minutes. The next group's gonna go. So like we're all lined up. They open the door. And they're just like, go, 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 run, 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 everybody, run. And we're all like, what's going on? So we all start running. The whole fraternity's in the hallways, and they're, like, kind of pulling at your towels mm-hmm. and, like, squirting you with water guns. Nothing like – they weren't slapping or hitting us or anything like that or hitting us in the junk, doing the old Draymond Green or Chris Pauls or nothing like that. But, like, they'd go. they take us in the shower. One would be kind of hot. 
and they'd like throw you in the hot one. They'd have shampoo water guns and they'd squirt like shampoo at your hair. And then they put you to one that was really, really cold. And then, <laughs> then you were done. And then you had to run back. And then like, again, and you know, those hallways, Roush, they were pretty narrow, but you'd still have like some of your fraternity members running down for the shower while you're running back, like dripping wet, like with a half towel halfway over you. And then they just threw you back into the room and all within probably two minutes tops. Mm-hmm. You're just like, what? just happened but we had kind of fun doing it i don't think everybody probably had fun doing it because eventually somebody snitched and the whole fraternity got in big trouble but we had fun doing it but that's the thing with some of these hazing things is that like you could think that it's good team bonding and chemistry and a lot of people like it even though it is kind of like weird and yeah dumb yeah that's the best word for it we had a similar thing where it was but it only takes one hallway only takes one only takes one to just be like that guy is a jerk and this is stupid. And I, I'm like he went too do. far, and right. I need to tell somebody about well, this. And then the whole the lid gets blown off, and that's what happened with Northwestern here. And it, and it does feel very much like this is something that Pat Fitzgerald ten years ago, like they kind of just, especially if if they were winning, um, that this would have been no big deal, right? But mm-hmm. like we're just in a different. This is a different era, you know. Like this isn't the yeah four and twenty in his last twenty four games. Because I'm sure. Fitzgerald too, like I bet he went through some stuff in the nineties just like this. And probably worse. No big deal. Yeah. Um but like that that's just not how the world works now. It's just not. And and moving forward, that's what I'm most fascinated by is that like Pat Fitzgerald is such a he is Northwestern, but like I'm I'm about a thousand percent certain he's going to get another job. How long is it going to take? Do you think Where's so? it going to be? Yeah, because even though that they said that he would kind of um, motion that, like, hey, I'm pointing out the guys who need to get hazed. Like, I don't think that makes him untouchable, right? Like, I mean, Rick... and I think they went out of their way, being like, it, it, it doesn't. We can't find evidence that he knew about like all of this stuff going on. Right. We knew some of it. Like he knew that this was like the punishment thing. Was like the seniors would hold the younger guys accountable with their Shrek squad or whatever. <laughs> he he might not squad. even know, have known specifically what they did. Can you explain what the Shrek squad was? I I, it's like naked workouts. Yeah, they would make them like naked, take snaps, and like. <laughs> They were dry humping. Like, it was very awkward. Like, I, I don't Why are guys so weird? Yeah, like, just, got, teenage dudes are just so strange. Yeah, it was, it was some weird stuff. But, like, but also, <laughs> that's why it's such a fine line. And it only takes one of those jerks to go too far. Right, we're like, and it almost like when you're when you're setting up an atmosphere like that, it's so easy to just go too far. Yeah, go too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably what happened. So. I do think that he will end up getting a job elsewhere, but I don't know what kind of job it would be. And we had something similar, but not to this, the depth of it, um, with Kirk Ferentz and their strength coach, because he had he was singled out, though, as like one individual who was very, you can't show your blackness at Iowa, that sort of thing. Um, but there wasn't like a culture... Of hazing there, like it, it was enough to where they could isolate it to just that one coach that was a jerk about things. Um, and Ference was able to survive. This was a little bit too much for a program that wasn't winning anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do think ultimately, if Fitzgerald wants to, um, I think he's what he's got to be like. If he played football in '95, he's probably mid to late fifties. Does that sound right? He is forty-eight. Oh yeah, he's getting another job. It's just I, I don't know where that would be, but that that's going to happen. 
I'd love to steal some of their players if it's open season on that sort of stuff. But only once since 2018 did he win more than four games in a season. It's not good. It's not good. You don't want to go four seasons and only have one where it was a winning season. Uh, it was the pandemic season, 7-2. and two, It's when they won the West. Uh, but besides that, he had not been all that great. So a change up at Northwestern. We'll see if it means anything at all for UK. It will, just from a dominoes effect, but what exactly that will be, we'll see. And then the other side of the crazy world of coaches, Bob Huggins. Yeah. I feel like the conversation we had yesterday, it almost like changes a little bit. I still think that this is just a big money grab. I, I, but there is a part of me that's like, again, I, I do I think less of Bob Huggins throughout all this. I don't know how you couldn't. I still I think with the actions and the stuff that he's doing now, it makes me think less and less of him. But there is a little part of me. It's like, West Virginia, did you did you all mishandle this? Did you take his wife's email as like, OK, he's he's resigned. And there was more than that. I read West Virginia's so response. You read last it night. All. I, I read it all. I saw the the screenshots and I just had the meme like cool or bad. Whatever it is, too I'm not long. All that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. Good meme usage there. Yeah. Uh, it was basically just like West Virginia was saying, "We did this. We did this. We did this. You did this. You did this. You did this." At what point did you not think that like it was over based on all this evidence? And and they talk about it. Uh, his old attorney talked with the guy at West Virginia and just said, "Hey, yeah, he's resigned." They had the emails from his wife. They called the, the attorney at the time and said, hey, are these emails legit? And the guy said, yes, they're they're legitimate. Um, he, he talked to the players, and this is kind of the interesting part of this. He talked to the players, Bob Huggins did, and said, I'm not going to be coaching you all next year. I'm going to be resigning, that sort of stuff. So West Virginia is like, what was that all about if you hadn't resigned? Right. And then Bob Huggins supposedly – Again, it wasn't the athletic director. I don't know what this guy's title is. Maybe it's like the right hand of the athletic director. He called that guy after meeting with the players and was just like, "Hey, I met with the players. I told them I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be here moving forward. Do you all know who's going to be taking over? You had mentioned a few names to me earlier. And what's the guy who took over Eifert's name? Or I think it's Eifert, this something Eifert right, like yeah. that. Um, he was like, "Are you still thinking that?" And the guy on the phone, the assistant AD or whatever his position is was like, yeah, we think that we haven't made any final decisions, but we think that that's probably where we're leaning. Turns out Bob Huggins was on speakerphone in the locker room with his players. He just wanted to try to do like a gotcha to be like, see, you know, you're going to get the guy that you all want. The AD just told us on the phone that, Um, which they used that against him as well, being like, you were in front of players on the phone talking here, asking who the replacement was, and you didn't think that you had resigned. (laughs) <laughs> like, right, you know, right, right. like where they they just pointed out about six or seven examples of like, we did this, we did this. That being said, though, there's not like this definitive. The athletic director talked with you on the phone. We have a recording of that phone call saying like you are resigning. Correct. They don't have that. So while it is very clear that Bob Huggins is just looking for a payday, I think throughout all this, West Virginia maybe did make some missteps just not to like. Bury him. Throw the dirt on the whole situation. Submit your letter of resignation. Yeah. Like, put it in writing. I think West Virginia is going to be fine, but I do think they maybe made this a little bit more complicated on themselves just by trying to distance themselves from the grossness of all of it and just a resign was going to be best for all parties. And I think West Virginia thought, all right, while this is a really ugly situation, we're going to have a smooth and calm closure to all of it. This is good. And then, sure enough, 
less than a month later, three weeks later, Bob Huggins like, eh, not so fast about all that easiness. And that's where we're at today. He's not going to be the coach of West. He's not going to be the coach of West Virginia. He's not going to be the coach probably anywhere ever again. Um, it is kind of sad seeing him be like, all I want to do is fix this mess of West Virginia and end my career the right way. The mess is there because of you. It's I think you should leave the hot dog car guy and the hot dog. Somebody drove a hot dog into it. Well, I think we just take it easy on whoever did this <laughs> when we find out who did this. Bob Huggins, there's a mess of West Virginia because you have just fallen apart. Yep. Like your social norms, your threads of social norms have dissolved. And you messed up. You messed up in a big way. Either one of those two things were fire-worthy just in its own right. Again, I you know, I don't, I don't like firing people just for words. And I usually don't like firing people just for one incident. I don't make choices of firing or hiring, though. But you do both, though. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Just quit. And if you're West Virginia, I don't know. What would you do if you're West Virginia? Would you want to be like, hey, all right, well, you know, let's settle. Just shut up. Go away. How much money do you need to just go to get moving? Or do you fight this? Put your foot down and be like, you resigned. We have all the evidence that you resigned. We ain't giving you a dime. And if we got to play this out, we'll play it out. Which I, one are you I, doing if you're Gordon G or whatever his name I is? I would fight it because I don't think they come out looking bad on it. On there. You'd fight it? Yeah. I mean, if it, The only way you come out looking bad is Gordon G is the president. Um, the athletic director was the other guy that he was talking about. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Unless this is, it's two years from now and Bob is still fighting it. And you're just like, okay, let's move on. Right? Like, you get into an IARP Louisville situation where you're like, they still haven't done anything and this happened five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I eventually think Huggins will oblige and just go away. But um, just a wild story. Wild story. They needed a four-page Letter to kind of say, whoa, 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 let's get our ducks in a row here now. You were pretty clear that you were resigning. <laughs> it was. It was, but it's just a weird situation where it's like the wife's email, and they were like, well, we only did that because you don't have an email. So, like, but then again, why also, are we doing Bob all this stuff with emails? Email is, yeah, of course he does. He, he has to have an with email. Everything else going doesn't he have to have one? Well, he probably has one that he just doesn't use. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you do have to have. That's a good point, Scoots. I think as an employee for a state university, you have to have an email. You have yeah. to have a phone. Uh, that theoretically can be called upon by just anybody. But, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> he had never opened any one of those emails in the span of 15 years. It's like the emails you think are in that inbox. Oh, my God. It's like me at the hotel. What, do you, have, you have emails at the hotel? I, yeah, so we all have an e- our own like inbox. And our director of sales a couple weeks ago was like, do you check your email? And I was like, no, no. Am I supposed to? And I went in, and sure enough, there was like 500, 600 messages. Yep, it'll happen. What's the uglier situation, Roush? Northwestern or West Virginia? Who? <sighs> West Virginia. I feel like what Huggins did was much more dangerous. Yeah. But and now, now it's just kind of dumb and kind of sad. It's kind of interesting, though, because like the West Virginia stuff is one man. One man, maybe the administration didn't handle everything perfectly after the one man made all made his bed, uh, drunken bed, and a slur bed. Passed but, out. But what, Northwestern's like a whole institution. That's a whole program. And you're getting a lot of people now, Northwestern players are like threatening to fight the student reporters at the newspaper and stuff like that. Uh, it's... I don't know if it is West Virginia. I think it maybe as a whole, it's probably Northwestern, well, the uglier. Because I mean, there's possible cover up the, as well. The part that 
the part that really is tough is that Pat Fitzgerald was incredibly successful, and the the words he used, he talked to, like they said, the wildcat way, which is some kind of coach speaky gobbledygook, right? Yeah. It's like the standard is the standard or whatever. But for some, like some people take that to heart, and that's very much a like we're going to do things a certain way here. Well, when a small percentage of people on your team consider that as a way to kind of whitewash it, like naturally there's going to be some serious infighting among people who took that to heart and like tried to live their life that way versus people who thought it was racist. And and how on the other side you just can't comprehend how that could be the case. So like there's there's a lot there to just pick apart. I got the next coach, you want to talk about a daunting task. I know they do have at least that new facility that's right on Lake Michigan that looks awesome. So, like, there's some infrastructure there that's put in place. There's at least a path to winning. But for the next guy to deal with all this stuff, and like, can you even promote from within if you've had hazing stuff? You like, cannot. Yeah, you've got to go without. Yeah, you can't. It's two weeks before fall camp starts. And, oh, yeah, the Big Ten's getting UCSC and UCLA next year. You know, good luck with that, Northwestern. So, it's yeah. a good point. Man, like, the, who? What but it, it, this, again, as anything, should be kind of eye-opening to other athletic programs, other football programs of like, because you're always going to have a little like locker room talk, not to go all Trump oh. on everybody, but you need to probably make sure that, one, your student-athletes are happy. The ones that aren't happy, do they have anything on you? Like, if, if you know, if they want to, how unhappy are they and why are they unhappy? And just make sure that you don't have any coaches doing stupid stuff. If players are doing stuff to one another, you should be able to find that. But that's that's kind of in its own bubble there to a certain degree. There's a lot of like it's when you have like the leaders, the grown yeah. adults yep. that are enabling and initiating and condoning this stuff is when you gotta it, it could take down a whole program and it can take down a whole program very quickly. It um the the other part too that did make me feel a little weird was the quotes about the player saying what he just wanted to take down Pat Fitzgerald. He wanted him fired. He wanted him out. That felt a little slimy. Like it, because there's so much gray area, I, I think, in all of this. And Northwestern was like, well, our best case moving forward is just to, to move on, mm-hmm. which I get. I get. But like, man, this is, whew, this mess ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Nope, it sure isn't. Let's end hour one a little early, and then we'll come. This is a good stopping point. We'll come back. We'll jump right into the Thornton's text line when we return. But Scoops can tell us all about the home run derby. Oh yeah, I forgot we were. Scoops was going to tell us about the home Every run derby. Single there goes that tease. It's going to be. It's going to be a, a home run for home run recount of last night's action in Seattle. I had a friend who caught a home run ball. Really? Caught Vladdy's home run ball Last to night? send him into the finals. That's awesome. Yeah. Although she posted a picture of her and another girl both holding it, so I'm not exactly sure which one actually caught it. I'll need to get to the bottom of that. But, yeah, she was in Seattle for it, and uh, I was very jealous of that. So we'll come back. We probably won't spend a lot of time on the Home Run Derby. We will talk a little more Global Jam. We've got rosters. We've got names. We know just how good these teams are supposed to be. We've got more content from UK up at Global Jam. It's going to be a fun second hour. Thornton's text line heavy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's closer than it is too far. Over. 
you say over? I heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Justin Kalen, TJ Walker, and Nick Roush hanging out with you on a Taco Tuesday. Woo! That means you need to stop by Salsaritas today. They got two locations around town, one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane and Middletown. Shelby Royal, they got an easy drive through nice, quick, convenient. You know, sometimes life's a little fast. So order that salsa, download the Salsaritas app, make your order, and just pick up some... Some dinner for the whole family. Make it easier on yourself tonight. I would love it. I, I'm probably going to hit up Salsaritas. Uh, I remember last Monday, I had a really busy day of inspections. That's when I had to go to French Lick. And it was, you know, getting close to the 4th of July holiday. A lot of people didn't work that Monday or took off early. And when I got back, I was so hungry. And I just went to town on Salsaritas. And they were open, friendly service. I got a delicious quesadilla. When you take a bite of it, the cheese would get stuck in my beard. And it was fun. And just all great stuff at Salsaritas. There are two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive through St. Matthew's is right off Hubbard's. And keep them in mind for any catering needs. If you got an office work party, a fiesta, graduation party, back-to-school get-together, Summer baseball comes to an end. You want to throw a party. Salsaritas, no party too big, no party too small. And you can do it all on the touch of your finger on their Salsaritas app. You can even the catering, which is great. Check them out today. All right, Scoots, tell me everybody that hit a home run last night and how many and detailed. Uh, so they all hit a home run, oh. believe it or not. Oh, yeah, man. All, all eight guys in, ended up hitting one. So that, that was a lot of fun. I always like to watch a home run derby and see home runs. But, no, it was it was a lot of fun this year. I don't – Remember in years past, they had to let the ball land before the pitcher could pitch the next pitch? Now it's just like... Now it's, yeah, just pitch as fast as you can, hit as many homers as you can. So it made it really exciting. Julio Rodriguez ended up hitting 41 in the first round, which is a record for the first round. So that was a lot of fun. He had a lot of momentum going into the second round. Of course, he took out Pete Alonso, who was the favorite. So that that was big time in round one. But then round two, he ran into a buzzsaw and Vladdy, which was really unfortunate because I, I said I had a bet on Julio and Vladdy. So them playing each other in the semifinals. Should have done a little better homework in terms of oh, Although, guaranteed you somebody in, the, fi- in it, the final round. It did, but then you were going up against a Rosarena in the finals from the Rays, and he was just tearing the cover off the ball. So he, Yeah, well, he was also tearing the face off some kid. <laughs> did he hit a kid? Yeah. Scoots, yeah, it's, it's, it's not funny, but I saw that on oh, Twitter man. in the crowd, right? No. In like the outfield. Yeah, you know the kids catching oh, the ball. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do remember yeah. that. Which is yeah, something yeah, yeah. that you're just shocked that doesn't happen more often, right? Well, well especially like, when they're rapid firing like they were. See, rapid fire has to be the. I like it though. Head on a swivel. Yeah, I, I agree. But no, so the last round was super exciting. Rosa Reina ended up hitting, or no, Vladdy went first, hit 24. And then a Rosarena was at, I want to say, 20 with a minute of extra time. So all he had to do was hit four homers for the tie. Could only hit three as his last two or three just fell barely short. So it was a, it was a hell of a finish, exciting finish. It was nice of uh, Mookie Betts to show up. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. 11 home runs. 
A little bit more than I would have gotten, but still, not great. Julio Rodriguez at 41 in the first round. 41. Yeah. It was incredible. (laughs) That's insane. See, that's also another thing about the home run derby. I feel like you should be the winner if you can hit 41 home runs. Well, and it (laughs) was. He was the winner. With him. No, he wasn't. He lost. With him and his coaching, or his pitching coach. Was un- it, I mean, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. They were in such a rhythm. Julio does this thing where he brings his like arms up and then he brings them down and sets them. And as soon as he set those arms, every time his pitcher was throwing a ball and he was ready for it. It was I've never seen two guys like that in the home run derby just in sync with one another like that. At the All Star break, run differential by division. AL East plus two forty five. Whoa, plus two forty five. I mean, incredible. as a whole division. They have scored 245 more runs than they have given up. The next closest, the NL West at 33. Huh. That's the next closest? <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. The NL East is plus 32. The AL West is plus 23. The NL Central is minus 76. What? Where the Reds are. And then the AL Central is minus 257. They're terrible. And the Red Sox, who are in last place in the East, would be in first place in the AL Central uh, if that's how baseball worked. But it doesn't. But it, it kind of this is easily, and it's all because of Ellie De La Cruz. But this is easily the most baseball we've talked in the summer of Kentucky roll call history ever. You yeah. said it wrong. I mean, probably could take all the other summers combined, and we're and we're only at the All Star break too. Pretty wild. Not you sure what to make of it. You said it wrong, TJ. Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. Ralph, so let me ask you. Oh, do is, you, does that mean that we have um, the All Star Game tonight? It yes. is. Yeah. Wow, the midsummer. AL, AL. <laughs> has the AL just totally dominated that? Right. Uh, let me look into that. I think they. I think at one point they'd won like twenty two out of the last twenty three or something like that. And there was a tie maybe thrown in there as well. But uh, I mentioned it last week. All-Star Game used to always be one of my favorite summer nights of the year. Boys get together. We play poker, eat pizza, play baseball. AL has not lost since 2012. Yeah, I knew it was something ridiculous. NL sucks. Suck it, NL. Also, how is Ellie David Cruz not an All-Star? Like, I know they have, like, a process, but, like, that guy's an All-Star. He didn't play enough games, probably. He really should be an All-Star. Like, I I don't know what it is, but it's like, this is the most electric dude in baseball. And more people would watch the game if he was playing in it. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I will probably have it on. Even if they just made him a pinch runner, that would be... Maybe have it on? I don't know. I can't make any promises. Right, exactly. But if he was playing, I would definitely probably check it out. Yeah. They should have. There should be, like, exemptions. The one guy that they put in there was, for the Reds, was Diaz, and, like... Yeah, he's solid. Is that the only one they got? It's the only one they got. Really? Yeah. Hopefully he closes out the game. I also hate the rule that every team has to send somebody to the All-Star game. No kidding. Oh, it's they just, do? Yeah. yeah. No, that's it's stupid. Because yeah. they want every market to watch the game. So okay. they, you know. Well, it's funny. The, the they, Rays are in first place by a million games right now. And they're nobody. no Rays fans is going to watch the All-Star game. No. No Rays fans watch Rays games. <laughs> no, they sure don't, Scoots. <laughs> they sure don't. All right, Roush, I want to put you on the spot here. Okay. Who won the Howard Schnellenberger Award in 2022? Oh, I know this. Scoots doesn't know it, though. <laughs> no, no. I d- I, you could have gotten me on this easy. Because this was a shock. <laughs> it was what? a I shock. Mean, it, the well, Howard Schnellenberger it? Award given to the MVP of the Governor's you, Cup game every year. Who was okay. the MVP of last year's Governor's Cup? Oh, I don't even remember. Will Levis? No, no. because it was, it was a kickoff. 
Okay, literally, uh, Kentucky couldn't score in the red zone because they had Rich Gangarello as their coach. Oh, that's so right, yeah. Matt Ruffalo kicked four field goals <laughs> and was named MVP of the game. Mike Rutherford left his little show sheet here, and I was I'm going to write some funny stuff on it just as a prank. And I was so I was going to look up like the the, the people Ru- who own you the the, <laughs> the Governor's Cup series and just do something funny regarding that. But it did bring me down to the MVPs, and I totally had blanked that Matt Ruffalo was your. Gosh, that's so funny. So he got to hold the baseball bat and everything. Yeah, got to hold uh, the baseball that's good bat. stuff. Can you name the two-time winners of the Howard Schnellenberger Trophy? Uh, probably Lamar Jackson because I think he played well coming into the game as a sophomore or as a freshman. When they didn't start him, but they yeah. brought him in, and you're he, correct. Yeah, uh, and then he won it in 17, both times at Kroger Field, unfortunately, correct. for UK. Um I would. It's not Benny Snell because he was only around for eighteen. Man, this is tough, and the trophy hasn't been around for very long. Only since two thousand ten. It's got to be, be a Louisville guy then. Correct. Um, would Bridgewater's probably too old? Uh, Devontae Parker. Parker did win it, but it was Bridgewater. It was Bridgewater. He won, okay. he won, he won in twelve and thirteen. Uh, in twelve, he was nineteen to twenty-one for two hundred and thirty-two yards, and that was enough to win it. <laughs> I mean, he only threw two complete incomplete passes. That's true, but <laughs> that's no touchdowns. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Dexter Heyman won at 11 with 12 tackles and one forced fumble. There's been some interesting winners of the yeah. – I mean, mostly quarterbacks for the most part, but when it hasn't been a quarterback, it's been a running back, a linebacker, a wide receiver, and, and a kicker. kicker. <laughs> so, Matt Ruffalo, I think you're going to be in history for a while with that uh, being a kicker winning that award. All right, just a random well, little piece of history for you. Speaking of distinguished honors, Rich Brooks. There you go. There you go. Rich Brooks, the rich, and Karen Brooks Field is the name of the new indoor Love adding the wife to facility. it as well. That was a nice touch by UK. Yep. There's going to be some people that are like, what does she do? If only you all knew what coaches' wives are put through and the stuff they're, they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, it's the same almost with, like, a politician's wife, uh, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Or politician's husband. It's 2023, Roush, you pig. Yeah, it's okay? true. It's true. Um, but also, it just looks cool. Like, you knew, like, we knew this was going to happen, that they were going to get a new indoor facility. But I just, I didn't know what to expect. But to actually see inside, I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, and it's also another opportunity for them to. You know, like they've got a spot for Tim Couch, they've got a spot for Josh Allen, they've got a spot for John Schwarm, and all the bowl banners are up. Like, it very much, that, that old facility didn't feel like a place where a respectable football team played, and now it does, right? Like the this old is, recruiting room in the corner. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you had, and you know, I mean, they it's because they shared it with the track team. I mean, they had more stuff for the track team than they did for the football team. Yeah. So, um, and it was kind of tough because it was like UK needed this. And do you build up from ground zero or do you tell the track team to maybe take a hike? Because the track team's good. It's mm-hmm. a good program. And right. you don't want to just feel like you're pushing them out into nothingness. But uh, this was what needed to be done. And the track team's going to get taken care of. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the irony of all this is if you take yourself back in time nearly 15 years prior to this if brooks would have if he been given this, this facility he would have stuck around a, he stuck around a while and maybe the joker phillips era never happens 
Maybe it does. Well, maybe it's prolonged potentially. But if Brooks left because UK wasn't going to invest and commit to football, so they weren't going like, to make the promises what? he needed. I, I've done what I can, mm-hmm. all I can do. Um, and he just said, "Hey, I'm having fun. I like I, coaching, but like I'm not. I, I can't. If we can't keep up with the Joneses, it makes this job even harder than it already is." I've got a great retirement plan. I'm going to plant a lot of tomatoes. I'm going to play golf a ton. I'm going to tweet about all of it. And which, he did. And he which did. also makes like that. That is a nice, sweet piece of irony, though. That like, thank, like, thank you, like, of all places to name for Rich Brooks. It's the one thing that he was bitching and moaning about, you know, for the longest time. And he get, yeah, to so get it done. A little so, irony with it, but I'm happy. But I like that. He's like got to be happy about it as well. That like UK football has finally made these promises and commitments and. It is. I mean, if you just if you go back to the end of the Rich Brooks era and just look at the football facilities and you looked at where the program was versus now, it is night and day. It is night and day. Uh, and UK football just nationally getting a hell of a lot more praise than it ever has in our lifetime, Roush. Uh, are you familiar with, is it Josh Pate from 24-7? Yeah, he, uh, yeah he's, he went on to uh, our show, 11 Personnel once. He did? Him, yeah. Well, he, he spoke highly of UK. We've got that. We've got the clip of this. We're going to play it right now for you. I think the transfer portal era will come to be very kind to Kentucky because of what the transfer portal is compared to regular recruiting. In regular recruiting, a lot of the trappings matter. A lot of the bells and whistles matter. In portal, when you're getting a guy out of it that's played three years of college ball, it is so down to business. It's so transactional. And in some cases, it benefits a program like Kentucky, a coach like Mark Stoops, who can really just sit down in front of you and say, look, we're not going to have a cake with your name on it. We're not going to have a Ferrari parked out front that you can take a picture with. If you want to do that, probably not the place for you. But you did that three years ago when you were originally committed to wherever you committed to. Now it's time to get down to business. You got a couple of years of college ball left. You need to maximize it. We're the place that's proven. We can, we can develop you. I can put you in position to play against the best in the country. I can put you in a position to be coached by some of the best in the country. What do you think? For a, for a guy like Devin Leary, that works. And in the future, I think as the, as the NIL portion of it sort of calibrates and everyone gets their bearings, I think Kentucky is going to be sort of a low-key destination for transfer portal players who once upon a time wouldn't have looked in Kentucky, but the second time around will, because the second time around different things matter than the first time around. And, or, I got my people mixed up. Uh, I, I'm with Josh Pate there. And Kentucky's I, done well. You know, yeah. I've always talked about how UK should always dominate the basketball transfer portal, and weirdly enough, we saw them struggle a little bit with the portal. Yeah. It's almost like everything in sports is a hypothesis where you just have to kind of have a take, see how it goes, but then... Real data will should alter your opinion on stuff. And one thing I didn't take in consideration with basketball is that, like, oh, the transfer portal, maybe they don't want to come sit behind star freshmen. So that's there is a delicate dance there. With the football side of things, I thought he made a lot of great points. And it is true that, like, you know, some of, like, the recruiting, the cake stuff, that's probably a little well, overblown. I mean, Terry Wilson talked about it with us and, like, Oregon in the uniforms. He fell for it, you that's, know, the bells and whistles. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that aspect is true of it, too. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure Stoops isn't the only one giving a pitch similar to that. But it does put Kentucky in a nice spot where you can get people that have had nice careers elsewhere and they just want to get in the SEC. 
and Kentucky has such solid footing, it's not like you're going to the SEC just to get beaten up on. You're going to a good program in the SEC where are you going to win a national championship? Probably not, but are you going to be competitive against the teams that will be winning national championships and competing for national championships? Yes. Will you have a NFL teams watching you every single Saturday? Yes. It does put Kentucky in a unique and solid position in the transfer portal, and they've they've done really well in it, Roush. Better than I would have thought. Yeah. No, I mean, in going into the transfer portal era for the longest time, we just assumed that UK players would get pilfered by bigger programs, but that has not been the case. Um, I mean, Jeff Bidette left for Oklahoma, and that was pre-portal era mm-hmm. as a grad transfer, and I don't know if – Lost Justin Rogers. Okay, there, there's one, but, but he was not. He was kind of missing five. out on playing time. Yeah, 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 like he was somebody that that left mainly because he thought he was getting squeezed out a little bit. Uh, you lost Keontae Goodwin, but obviously there was more that meets the eye with that whole situation. Any update how he's doing at Florida? I think okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I don't want him to do well against Kentucky. I want him to stink against UK. But I, right. I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. That seemed like a kid that. Probably someday when he's much older, we'll look back at his childhood and just be like, "Wait, what? Mm-hmm. What happened? Like, yeah, what did they do yeah. to me?" Uh, you know, says another. I think you should leave. Get <laughs> what have they done to us? Let's get over to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty on your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you listening. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get. Your podcast. A texter says, if Paul Skeens were pitching to you in baseball, how many attempts do you think you could swing to make contact with the ball? I mean, I could get lucky, I guess. It's not impossible to get lucky, but like probably none. I'm going to venture to say that Paul Skeens hits me with a baseball before my bat hits one of his pitches. thing is, he's so good, he's probably not hitting you. Like he, well, he knows we're, exactly we're gonna, where he's We're going to be there a long time. Then. I think that's the right <laughs> answer to all this. Uh, he's awesome. By the way, UK had their first player drafted in the MLB draft. MLB draft goes like 97,000 rounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but through they're, they're finished with the first 10 rounds. And Austin Shricklin was drafted by the Pirates in the eighth round. That's where Skeens also went. Uh, they're loading up on pitching in Pittsburgh. The idea is if you're drafted in the top ten rounds of baseball, you're going to leave. Shricklin's a junior, so he'll have to make a decision. Does he leave or does he come back to UK? Uh, he will almost certainly leave is everything that I'm saying. seeing. But supposedly today is going to be a big day. Yeah, a because lot of rounds ten and eleven are also kind of the That's money. Where the, you can make decent money. The money's pretty solid. It, it right. gives you a lot to think about. So Mason Moore, the guy who was just so good He's in the a, regional yeah. for for UK and even in the super regional, Devin Burks, Logan Martin, they're still undrafted. It's going to be a big day for them today. So we'll see. Uh, good on on three and KSR adding Derek Terry to the fold. Yeah. Pretty excited. And like a limited baseball capacity, but that's perfect for him. Oh, wow. I've never seen that happen. Just lifted the microphone out Look, of Just the, out of like the little... <laughs> to pull it up and nope, there goes the whole stand. It's like, what is that sound? Uh, but yeah, no, Derek, it's one of those things where he's always loved UK baseball and covering the, the details of it like that more than anything else. Uh, but I know the grind of doing the beat reporter thing just got to him and it wasn't fun anymore, but he still wants to have fun doing the UK baseball. It's like, okay, well come on over here, Derek, just 
we'll, we'll take you. We'll happily take you. So, um, yeah, he's he's kind of sprinkling in some things here and there, and it'll be it'll be nice once you know. And I know this is kind of the off season part, but once the season kind of gets to rocking and rolling, uh, that that'll be a nice addition addition to the team for sure. And hopefully, UK baseball. Uh, there's going to be a lot more momentum, at least at the start of the season, because I led the charge of just being kind of a grumpy gust there at the start of last season, not thinking it was going to amount to much. And eight Crow was totally wrong about it. It ended up being a fun year, and hopefully they can capitalize on that and keep the momentum going. And we'll have Derek Terry covering it. Childhood regret has to be opening any action figure toy package. We were such idiots. Same goes for trading cards. Matter of fact, it's our parents' fault. They should have bought doubles. Yeah, uh, no. Um like, I get it, but no. Beanie I mean, they're baby. toys. Play with them. Beanie Babies is my one big regret. Because oh. they're worth a ton now. No, they're not. Yes, they, there's certain ones, Roush, that are worth $25,000. There 25, are some 000. that are worth money. But. Yeah, but like for the most part, you weren't having... like The, the way that be, people went crazy over Beanie Babies was silly. I probably had some old like Pokemon cards that would be worth a few bucks today. Yeah. A texture says, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I myself had a good one. Ended it yesterday with a nice round of golf and shot a 118. Just called me a scooter dingus. Hmm. I ain't shot 118 in years. But, like, realistically. In years. But have you counted all the strokes? I'm kidding, Scoots. <laughs> Justin doesn't regret the 37-pun golf commercial that drove a few listeners away. <laughs> that wasn't from his childhood, though. That was from... Recently, and that's my favorite commercial on the Big X. And that's I, that was not me. That was Wooded View. That's what they wanted. I voiced it. And you know what? It's, it's great. I it's, love it. It's done what it's supposed to because people are talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Proof in advertising. What's it your favorite? Works. What's your favorite pun in that commercial? Um, probably the "Are you feeling forgotten?" It's a fair way to spend <laughs> your day. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Texture says, Matt and Ryan weren't in the Stoops-Brooks photo. Lame, it ain't a party without wacky Ryan and Matt. The Discman was the CD version of the Walkman. That's what I was oh, trying okay. to say. Yeah. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I remember that. You had to, like, it was just one little thing, CD fit in it, and you could run, but it just skipped like you wouldn't believe. Carter Knox is 1 million percent going to L, and y'all know it, just like DJ Wagner. <laughs> I like Steve Rummage, but I still think the one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen on Twitter was when he said, it's smart that UK and Cal are moving on to Robert Dillingham and conceding DJ Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a few weeks later, you get Bofa. Uh, a little bit of Bofa. Man. Funny stuff. I'll... Although the Knox is like, I, I could see Carter Knox doing something different than UK. I, I, I could. Yeah. I, I could as well. It doesn't feel like as much of a slam dunk as DJ Wagner did. I agree with that as yeah. well. Uh, I, Carter Knox's dad was one of the my favorite people ever to deal with in recruiting, recruitments. He was awesome and just a good head on his shoulder in terms of like what they were looking for in colleges, why Kevin picked UK over Duke, which was a surprise at the time. So they're gonna they're gonna weigh all their options and they're gonna make sure they put Carter in a in a good spot. And it could be at UK. I don't think it's impossible, but like I mentioned yesterday, UK is gonna be in an interesting spot in twenty twenty four. You don't know exactly how many players necessarily you're gonna have to bring in. 
You may want to save a little bit for the transfer portal, potentially. Who's going to reclass from 2025? You may want to save some spots there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. It's, it seems challenging. I, I normally don't think UK recruiting is the toughest thing in the world, but this is kind of an interesting spot just dealing with, with that roster retention, transfer portal, and the class not being all that amazing, but 2025 being extraordinary. How do you balance all that? We'll figure it out. They get paid a lot of money. Hey, they made another hire yesterday. Did you see that? No, I didn't. They hired oh, a new video, video a new video guy coming from the NBA. Steven Buddy. All, all, like, if anybody's going to come on the microphone and tell you how great of a hire it is or how bad of a hire Kevin Buddy is yeah. for the video coordinator, they're kind of talking out their butts. Right. But people in the NBA side of things, he was big in the G League, Roush. They all speak really highly of him. He's going to be doing a lot of scouting. This is kind of a John Robick role to a certain degree. Just do a good job, please. The um, That's something that I feel like I could do a great job at. And if I feel like I can do a great job of it, then that means the expectations should be pretty high that Kevin Buddy should do a great job of it. Be good at watching the tape. Not too hard. Not too difficult. It's funny, TJ. I um, went to look up. I saw where Kevin Knox was set to become a free agent a week or two ago. It's like, did he sign with anybody? Let me check. And when I clicked on the news button, it took me to a story on AOL. Did you know AOL.com still exists? I think I did, yeah. I haven't, get, haven't frequented it since uh, 97, but yeah, I, I did. I guess that they just take stories that are free from, like, it's like a Herald Later story that's on AOL.com. About Kevin Knox, or Carter Knox, and his ties to UK and UFL from, and I guess Cameron Drummond wrote it at the Peach Jam a week ago. Hmm. But yeah, Kevin Knox. So is he still a free agent? For a new home, still free agent. Yep, he was at the Blazers last year, Each. and the Pistons the year before. It gotcha. Yeah, he uh, in final three games of last season. After a quick Google search, he averaged twenty two points per game in his final three. I think that'd be a nice, but only averaged six points on the season, which is usually not yeah. uh, not very good. He got for an a lot NBA of PT player. in those uh, last few games of the year when yeah. people were setting out, sort of deal. Yeah, and he scored. He did all right. Uh, Texter says, sounds like Roush is a little butthurt over Hayes Fawcett getting all the followers for just doing graphics, LOL. <laughs> What's the true story with you and Hayes Fawcett? We got beef. <laughs> Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line on your Tuesday edition. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. No time that sets the world Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You're going to take her to Hoosier Pleasure Land. I think she was even the one that's told the <laughs> server, hey, two separate checks. Uh, Hoosier Pleasure Land. <laughs> that place exists. <laughs> Nobody's been there since 87. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Hoosier Pleasure Land. Only heard on the Big X Sports Radio. I'm Nick Rouse. That's Justin Kalen. He's TJ Walker. Woo! One <laughs> final segment on your Tuesday. Hoosier Pleasure Land. 
It's a great rejoin. Oh, so man. You're doing Spears today, too, with your 40-hour work week. Correct. Yep. Wow. Spears' TV show topic this week is best TV dramas. I realize I don't watch many TV show dramas. Yeah, but then, like, you understand the dra- what a drama is, and, like, a lot of stuff can be considered drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Game Jim, of Thrones, Jim, Jim The Wire, Stones. Breaking Bad. See, I haven't watched any of those. Or well, you've for watched Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. But... The Americans, that's a great show. H- hadn't watched any, yeah, but um, we did start watching The Morning Show, which is like recently. Oh, that's was, a great show. Yeah, and I got, naturally the wife abandoned me and moved, you know, moved forward when I went uh, out of town for the She didn't wait party. for you? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Th- those have taken down relationships before yeah. when the when somebody binges without the significant other it's there. Tough, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I can't be mad about it. Like, yeah, so. You can be. She, this well, is a place to let it all she out. She also does, like, she can have that show on while she, like, she painted the kitchen sort of deal. Mm-hmm. She can do that. I can't. I can't have, I got to give, if I'm watching a show like that, it is undivided attention. And so that's, I, I think that's probably why I don't watch as many as, like, some comedies and stuff like that. Makes sense. The Gemstones, too. The last episode was one of the kids' episodes, and I, I think the kids' episodes are hilarious. I haven't watched favorite. any of this season. We actually didn't finish the last season, not because we didn't like like it. Just go we just all we- go all weird. Didn't didn't catch. Just kind of fell behind. Never caught up. I think we'll eventually get around to watching it. But you've enjoyed this season. Yeah, I don't think it's my favorite of them, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they do the the kid episodes right after a big cliffhanger too. But the one before it was just like ah. We just want more, and then now we just go to, like, Little Jesse, which Little Jesse is just, that kid plays that character so well. I mean, he might as well be a little Danny McBride. It's great. Great stuff. Fun show. U of L Media hinting that they're getting a commitment for 2023, somebody that will be able to play this year. Basketball? Football. Any ideas? No, no. I do know that uh, one of their basketball players is going to lose to Kentucky this week, a core four. Yeah, Emmanuel Okorafor is going to be on Team Africa. We've got a better look at some of these rosters. And uh, shout out to Buddy, Big Blue Bud, on Twitter. He's done a great job kind of keeping track of all this stuff. Uh, definitely worth the follow for UK fans, at Big Blue Bud. Uh, yeah, so the African team, not not terrible. No? Really, all these teams, again, like not that we expected that we the, – the idea was, like, these teams may be so good, they're going to they're gonna dominate Kentucky. And as we were kind of getting closer and I think maybe getting a little bit more optimistic about Kentucky's chances, then we saw the Canadian roster, and you felt a little bit better about UK's chances. But uh, you're starting to see that there are some some nice players on these teams. I still stand by what I said yesterday, that like these guys on UK's roster are planning on playing in the NBA, not like the German double, the two-league in German or anything in Germany or like the, anything Bundesliga like that. Bundesliga, too. What's that? Bundesliga 2. Yeah. That, that By the way, yesterday, Ra- uh, Roush, <laughs> Mike Rutherford, not to throw him under the bus, reported that Okorafor would be on Team Canada. Well, it's like, that's that's embarrassing. That's why, a bad did he look. Think, why did he think that? <laughs> He's the, he swore that's what he saw. I was like, Mike, he's probably on Team Africa. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna get you're gonna get some good uh you're gonna get some good players. Team Africa, they've got a guy who's on the first all Africa. All African League, and the African League is solid basketball. And Cal has been so adamant about this, and the few times he's talked over the last week, just how physical these games are going to be. 
they're going to be super physical. I hope UK is ready. I hope Trey Mitchell's ready. I hope Uganda Kingsley Onyenzo is ready. They're going to get bullied around. Uh, they've got Ali Kafilia, who plays for Charlotte. He was Conference USA Rookie of the Year. Nelly Joseph, he played for Iona. He was two-time All-Mac. And then a quarter four as well. Um, Team Canada almost seems like the worst, although they're going to have home court advantage. But they've got some solid pieces. They've got a guy who was Northeastern, all-CAA, Colonial Athletic. They've got a guy who played for Maine, who is American East Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Um, they've got that guy that's going to, or no, that guy plays for for Germany. The guy, Simus Lucas, who played for Butler. Sounds like a Germany I think he's, guy. I think he's going to, I think he transferred to Cincinnati for what it's worth. He'll be C.J. Frederick's teammate. Uh, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a challenge. I think the big, like Kentucky, should be significantly more talented than these teams, but these teams are going to be older, more physical, a little bit more experienced, have played together a little bit more than than this Kentucky team probably has. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't think anybody really knows what to expect when they tip it off at 1.30 tomorrow, but you're gonna to want to listen to tomorrow's KRC. It's gonna be basically our pregame show. We're gonna make predictions. Similar to John, what you were talking about yesterday, we're gonna do that on tomorrow's show. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back to the Thornton's text line too. 502 414-1450. Texture says fantastic. Mr. Fox is awesome. I thought it was all right. Good, not great. Good thing was it was short, though. The animation just looks kind of weird for me to watch for an hour and a half. It's a cool name. Did it bother you? It didn't. I mean, the, the animation part didn't bother me. Uh, it's a it's a cute little story. Yeah. It's the one that's been told for centuries and centuries and centuries. Oh, nice. South End Josh here. Good Lord, Roush. You sound like death. Yep, yep. Uh, probably got another day. No, you sound, you sound way better today. Way better. Oh, yeah, but it's still annoying. Yep. Um, we'll do it, bachelor party. Yeah. I, Take that I voice just, away. I don't know how you can how you can do it. All that all that partying. I just don't have it in me anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was very much, it was a little bit of a weird element where it's like, so we have this big group of guys and none of us are like trying to pick up some chicks, you know, like everybody's. <laughs> In which I mean, case, Roush was like, well, hold on here. We're... But it's like you you still want to, like, socialize with women, but you can't, like, you, you know, it was, it was weird. It was, it was weird. What, you, was, what, you, know, you're, you know what so, I mean? Like, you're so trying. Roush, just because you can't, like, try to bring a girl home, you're like, well, how do we talk to them? Yeah, like, but, like, like we want to hang out with women, but we don't want to. Like, and then It's almost like you want to preface it by being like, I'm Nick Roush. I'm married. I've got two kids. I'm not trying to hook up with you, but, like, do you want to hang out? Well, like, that, that was what was weird. There was one night a girl kept insisting, like, we all have boyfriends. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm married. Like I have a ring on my finger. Like there's a lot of married people here. We have and of course six you all, kids, kids amongst us all. We're at Charleston's Finest Swingers Club that night, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, they, they have to have one of those there. Oh, Charleston? There's no doubt in my mind there's, there's one of those upside down there. pineapples everywhere you look in yeah. that city. Oh, yeah. Right. No, no, no doubt about it. Did you like Charleston or Asheville better? Charleston. Now, granted, we went to Asheville the day after 4th of July. So it was a little dead. And the thing, the thing about Asheville though, a lot of homeless was people were on some weird drugs. Was there a million homeless people yeah, around right. just like dancing in the streets and like air, you know, air boxing nothing? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of air boxing. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> I mean, exactly it, right. They, they, we're laughing about it, but I'm only laughing about it because it's like literally what I saw 
three years earlier and you just saw it last week. Yeah. You think they'd get that cleaned up, but it's working for folks in Asheville. I still I still enjoyed that town. Um see the, the I think the way to do Asheville though is to like stay in the mountains and then go down into town for like a night or two. But like to do more mountain things and then just kind of check out the downtown a little bit. We just stayed in it for a night and kind of walked around for a few hours. Yeah. Real. Yeah, that's fun though. Uh, texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. TJ and Roush, did you all flat out let it rip in class with no holdback in high school, given that there were no honeys in your all's classes? Oh, I feel yeah. like we get this question once a year. From Plumley Bro From every Plumley time. Bro. Yeah. Did no. you fart loud? Oh, yeah. Not, I, in, cl- not in class. You'd get in trouble at St. X. What do they do? <laughs> you'd get a jug. For farting? It's I mean, a if, bodily function. If you do it in the right... Like, if you, like, you know, stuck your legs behind your ears and just... We gotta be sneakier. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, people would rip ass at school. You're right; right. it is a natural feature. But if you made like a show of it, yeah, you'd get in trouble. You couldn't do that. Oh, there was one guy who knew how to fart on command, and he (laughs) would just like go into a stall and just mess with people. Man, always. I've told the story in fourth grade when I sneezed and accidentally farted in class, and at that point, there were honeys. Uh, little fourth grade honeys at that point, and my I don't like my red. My face was as red as Clifford the dog. I was so embarrassed by that. Sure enough, everybody farts. Justin just listened to your eagle call four times in a row. I love it. Man, it was I, amazing. You you texted into the Rutherford show, and I had to redo it on there yesterday. Not nearly as good. I was telling Gil last night. I let him hear it. It's like there is uh, there is no way in my life I will ever do a better eagle screech than I did on yesterday's Kentucky roll call. Why don't you give it another shot? Because I, I, it will not be as good. I mean, I'll try, but I think <laughs> I, I, I would I would like an eagle screech every day. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it anymore. Oh. It literally was like the one perfect time. All right, here's the, here's the U of L news. Oh, okay. their third highest ranked commitment ever. TJ Capers, great first name. He's going to reclassify to twenty three. He'll get into U of L. Oh, that's this week. big. They. Probably needed that too, um, but yeah, it is big. I don't think it's going to mean that much for U of L this year, but that will be a, that will pay a big dividend. Well, it's big next just year. like getting him on campus because they, I mean, get an early commitment from a guy that's that highly point. ranked. Like that's because that, whenever that happened, I was like, man, South Florida kid. I know Louisville's recruited there quite a bit, but uh, you know, I think he committed in April or May. Um, so to be able to get him onto campus, I think is significant, even if it doesn't directly translate to a ton of production this fall. Yeah, probably won't do much for their outlook this season. But great point. Uh, it, you you don't have to worry about him decommitting or doing the mm-hmm. Ruben Owen sort of deal, uh, and and flipping late in the game. You get him. He now he could transfer, I guess. After that, what if he transferred after this year? Right, that would be annoying. That'd, as be, hell. that'd be really but, bad for U of L. Uh, but no, that's a nice addition for U of L. They're going to get excited about that, and, and understandably and rightfully so. I um, like this text into the Thorns text on this. Justin tweets like Magic Johnson. Spice, spice things up a bit, Scoots. And the tweet was. I'm absolutely loving my Julio Rodriguez home run derby bet. What a first round. Let's hope it keeps up. Mm. I mean, I'm just bad at Twitter. I don't know what you want me to say. You're not bad at Twitter. It that's got, it got I, one like. I say what's <laughs> – that's about my average. You you can't you can't judge it by the like game, Scooch. That's all right. I never get You tweet like. like you talk is the way I exactly. I yeah. would summarize your Twitter. Yeah. And, and Maybe I'm Magic Johnson. You you don't ever really go in depth oh, no. on tweets. No. Like it's very just like 
Surface yeah, that was level. a nice hit by that guy. I hope he does more of it. <laughs> and I love it. It is very surface level. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Don't let people bully no, you on Twitter. Tweet what you know. Mm-hmm. A texter says, mark my word, the tape delay game will be the game Ugo goes off and no one will be able to see it till the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I'm worried. I'm a little worried about Ugo. If he goes in there, what if he just, like, stinks all three games? Like, just, like, totally, totally stinks. I, I don't and know. It's like, hey, Chuck Martin, what's your relationship with Nafali Dante? Well, and then on the other hand, he could be awesome, and then we just have kind of a Damian Collins thing. And I know there was other circumstances with that, but, like, you know. What do you mean Damian Collins thing? He was awesome in the Bahamas last year, and oh, we didn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, like, so I, I got It's so hard for me to, like. And that's understandable. Because, and, and it's mostly just because last year, aside from Reeves scoring, which even that was an aberration for the first half of the season, like, I've, unlike the previous Bahamas trips, I got nothing out of the last one. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're absolutely nothing. Yeah. Zero takeaways. So I'm going to be much more tepid in my takes. And I say that now, and then Thursday morning, we're going to start this radio show, and I'm going to be. Cats ain't losing. 40 0. Print the shirt. <laughs> DJ Wagner, hang him in the rafters. Hang his jersey in the rafters. Like, it, I say that, so I've got to gotta remember to pump the brakes. This competition is a lot better, though, than the Bahamas. And you're right that, like, we needed to. And when they were playing some of the national teams in years past in Bahamas, like, that's not nothing. That's something that, like, y- you can put some stock into. Yeah, I guess for each and every individual fan, this is going to be different for them. Some are going to probably go over the top excited. Some are going to be probably over the top negative. The just keep a level head, enjoy the basketball. I'm just going to use it as like a little, little look into the future of like what we could be seeing in December and in January and in February and in March. And that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to see what I see, hopefully like it, and then just try to envision what that may look like based on that small sample size. Six months down the road. And uh, feel free to do that all the same. An update on my friend who caught the home run ball. Yes. She she caught it. It came off a net. Went to the ground. She was the one that picked it up. But she's going to give it to her work since she says her co-worker could have also gotten it. What? That's that. I'm disappointed. Wow. Like you got it. That's your ball. Yeah. That's your home run ball. It's not the, it's not the company's. That's a. Wow. That's sad. That's a sucking up move. If I've ever seen one, I thought she was better than that. Unfortunately. Hmm. Disappointing. Disappointing. Can I say, um, this is unrelated, but how does the 24 seven composite ranking work? Because. (laughs) TJ Capers is not ranked in the top 50 in any recruiting service, but he's top 50 in the 24-7 composite ranking. He's 48th. How does that work? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> he's got to be ranked somewhere, some sort no, of ranking. He's, 50, he's 51, 24-7, 53 by ESPN, 68 in rivals, and uh, on three, 123. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Take it down a little bit. <laughs> no, but, uh, Off three. I'm sure when he... Uh, when he reclassifies, it'll be like you know one ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. But still, still a big, big move for the for the for the cards. 
A texter in the Thornton's text line says, that teacher from Moldham County got robbed last week in D.C. He was shot and killed. Good luck, TJ. That was really, really sad. And they caught, like, his murderers on tape being like, I think you killed him. And they thought that he was going to pull a gun. But he was a a very likable Oldham County teacher. I think maybe a wrestling coach as well. Very, very, very sad. Yeah, we'll we'll keep our head on a swivel. But there was... uh, a six-year-old shot on I-65 in downtown Louisville yesterday in a road rage incident. So it's not a, necessarily just a D.C. thing. There's there's violence all over the, the world, unfortunately. Yep, yep. Um, one texture says, you guys had some wild pronunciations yesterday. TJ called a Traeger grill, a uh, Traeger grill, and Jack said, or Nick said, Joaquin Phoenix instead of Joaquin. Had me laughing. Keep it up. Yeah, we, so you said, I, you said I said juror instead of gur. Traeger. Trager. Texter. That's kind of silly. So a juror versus a gur. The rural juror. They didn't point anything out that I missed, so no big deal. I, I didn't miss say anything. I said they're, they're, <laughs> they're being wildly picky. John here. Wow, my friends. It's Tuesday. We're so much closer. Good morning, everyone. Hey, with the days being in question, if we'll be able to watch the Basketball Cats live, I'll listen on the radio. I did many times in the early 90s when I was a little lad, and my family was too poor for cable or a decent antenna to get the channels to come in. Question, do you believe that the freshmen coming in for the Cats and around the country this season will have a chip on their shoulders because of all the BS crap talking about how this class is not good and that we should not be expecting much out of the top players? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, I have no problem listening to the games on the radio either. You do like to see it so you can kind of analyze a little bit better, but I've got no issues with it at all. I love on a long road trip having a game to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I feel like I do like, Thanksgiving. They'll have like that weird Wednesday game, mm-hmm. and we'll be driving up to Ohio, and it's like, oh, this is a nice way to Always get great. through the drive. Yeah. As long as the wife and kids are cool with it. And as long as, you know, Kentucky's winning. John, I don't think they're going to have a – I don't think collectively as a class they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, but any player that has NBA aspirations is going to want to prove that they're legitimate and that they are the real deal. So just the normal looking to prove for themselves, I don't think it's going to be a collective class thing. But you never know. You could be right. I could be wrong. Sources say TJ and his frat bros had to do the elephant walk. Roush probably knows what that is, but to scoots. Absolutely not. You don't know what the elephant walk nope. is? Don't think I want to. We may do one at the Big X Christmas party. <laughs> Kirby says, I played football and had some uh, hazing incidents for sure, but you all are definitely making me feel like I made the right call in avoiding fratastic living. No offense, of course. I was thinking that actual same thing, Kirby, so good call. When when somebody last week asked me if I ever was in a frat, and that's you're all telling your stories the way you did is the reason I was not in a frat. Yeah, but like that that's... It all sounds – it doesn't – But you're with, like, your best friends while you're doing it all. Like, there is a camaraderie aspect to it. Sure. A lot of them go over the top. I feel like my fraternity, there were a few just total goobers that were just losers. And, like, some of the stuff I thought was just kind of, like, ridiculous. But it's all, like, supposed to be, quote, unquote, lessons. So, yeah. like – and you're doing it with your friends. Um that being said, I wouldn't let like one week of a four-year experience sour you on an entire institution. That being said, I didn't get a four-year experience. We were kicked off my sophomore year. But I think fraternities and sororities do more good than bad. I mean, what's the lesson? To not mess with the guys that are older than you or what? No. Like, like, what's the lessons you're getting It's out a lot of, of team bonding stuff. Yeah, that like, like you know you can get through stuff when things are hard and yeah. not to quit, not to give up. Uh, we uh, that whole week we had to do like dishes like you wouldn't believe. And honestly, 
I'd have, I'm kind of like I would do dishes at home as a kid, but usually be like cleaning my own plate and putting it in, or maybe unloading the dishwasher. Uh, it was just kind of like a good growing up experience to a certain degree. Other people can get it in other areas. That's fine. There was things that were just stupid and borderline abusive, but there were good lessons too. Yeah, the the I think the big thing for me too, being a team sports guy my whole life. It was like, oh, well, here's something kind of like team sports. But like, without sports. Right. Like, it's a little bit of structure. Um, so it, it helps smooth transition. But it all does sound really dumb, like, from the outside looking. It does. Yeah. I, and that, yeah. That's, that, I, I, yeah. A text <laughs> especially on just face value. A texter says, I pledged to Sigma Pi at Kentucky in 08. We had to buy the biggest cucumber we could find at Kroger and a condom and bring it to pledge night. That was that night went exactly how you think it went. All mind games. Yeah, they just mess with you. <laughs> yeah, like, we had yeah. to do a bunch of mind game stuff. They wanted us to find a coin from every year that UK had won a national championship. That was kind of fun. So oh, like the scavenger of, hunt stuff. You get like a ton yeah. of changes. Be like, is there a fifty-eight? You, oh, 48. We got a forty-eight. We got a forty-nine. <laughs> like a lot of that stuff was like, hey, um, oh, we 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 have to do this, right? It was just to kind of keep you busy and hang out with each other to become and friends. Secondly, you're an eighteen-year-old in college. Like yeah. you're not super busy. Like we're gonna go look for a lawn gnome to we, steal. We were playing real life for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Before you actually dive headfirst into it. Morning, fellas. Casey here. I recently finished watching Tim Robinson's other show, Detroiters, on Paramount Plus, and this might might be a hot take, but I think it's ten times funnier than I think you should leave. Highly recommend watching it. I have not seen it. I know Mike Rutherford, three to six. Scoots will be producing today, or tomorrow. not today, but tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. So make sure you check him out. You don't have to listen to Rutherford today, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Who's going to produce today? P Diddy. P Diddy. Yep. Okay. No, listen to P Diddy. He does a really good job too. Uh, but Mike's a huge fan of the Detroiters, so I need to get in on that. Have you seen it? I haven't. Not a Paramount Plus I'm a, guy. I'm a Tim Robinson guy, so I'll check it out. How, thanks for the text, Casey. How is it slimy for someone who got PTSD from hazing from the program to want the guy in charge out? Well, th- it wasn't the guy that said he had PTSD from 2008, Diaz, who's like, I've been in counseling. This was the guy who played for them last year. And, it, you know, it can sound like sour grapes sometimes because things didn't go your way. Like there's a fine line, um, and that that that's why I think this situation is even more complicated because um, I don't know if you read Pat Fitzgerald's statement, but like they Northwestern did their own investigation on this before the reports came out, and whoever did the investigation said that we have we we can't find evidence that he knew, so we're gonna suspend him two weeks. Then they fired him, and now the up higher ups aren't commenting. So it's um yeah. Big old mess. Mm-hmm. Peer pressuring someone to get naked against their will or getting racial jokes thrown at them doesn't sound great. The latter definitely doesn't sound great, but like peer pressuring someone to get naked against their will, like you get naked every day in a locker room. Like it, I don't, like, yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, it, 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 that's that's where like this stuff is like a weird fine line. You just wish you could have a culture where it's like if somebody feels uncomfortable, they can talk about it and just say like I, I'm not down with this. Because you can always kind of make arrangements and adjustments for stuff. But the thing is, if it's peer pressure, they may not feel like they can speak out against it, and that's where the issue lies. Also, have you all seen people calling Iowa coach the immortal coach rants? Sounds like the end boss of a video game, LOL. He does seem untouchable, Roush. How long has he been there? 
since 2000. Man, the the coordinator stuff with the cameo was still an all-time college sports moment where like he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. <laughs> it, was, but, uh, it was McCaffrey, right? Yeah, or it was no, McCaffrey no, no, no. talking about about Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was so good. I tried to do something similar with Hunter Dickinson, and he did not deny didn't my buy. request. And I didn't get my money back from Cameo, but I do have an eighty dollars credit to Cameo, or however much money it was. So if you all know anybody, I want to buy Mike Rutherford. How many times was it? His is five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a couple minutes worth. <laughs> Sixteen Mike Rutherford videos, please. Each one unique and different. We uh we. Mark Stoops now is the fifth longest tenured Power Five coach in college football. That's why, or the sixth, excuse me. That's crazy. So Dabo is ahead of him. Nick Saban, Kyle Whittingham at Utah, and Kirk Ferentz, what? and Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. Do you think that means anything to Stoops? Where like it may be more likely he stays at UK, where he'll say, "Hey, you know, I've only a few it, people have been." It's probably not a like I want to be the old, longest here, but like it is a very much a I've with. I, I have some durability in me. You know, I've mm-hmm. been able to take this for a while. So, like, don't take it for granted, sort of deal. Yeah. Okay. Because very few could be in the same company as him. A texter says, Robert, fellas, I don't know how Thornton's does it, but the Willies, they're getting even wider. Stopped and crab going on my way to the lake. They're legit good. Robert, they're right. You're right. Thornton's has everything great. Their donuts are absolutely comically big, but they're delicious and they're filling. And we want to remind you about Shady Rays, too. Go to ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, best polarized sunglasses in all the planet. We are out of time. We did not finish the text line, but we only so got close. We only got a few away. We'll definitely wrap those up tomorrow and all the podcast textures as well. It'll be a game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow. A game day in July. Which is very, very exciting. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Texting on into the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on a hump day. What the hell is wrong with me? My friends say I should have my age. What's my age again? That's a proper time.